Hello everyone. This is a very difficult podcast episode to begin because how in the world do you begin to talk about what just happened over the weekend? We're recording this on Monday, January 27th. Um, MD, I'm sitting across from you right now. And yesterday, like all of us already know, those of you listening, Kobe Bryant, Lakers legend, NBA legend, just a legend all around in all aspects, passed away unexpectedly along with eight others, including his beloved daughter, Gianna, 13 years old, in an unexpected helicopter crash in Calabasas. And it just sucks, man. It sucks. And it's hard to think about. It's hard to comprehend. Um, But the goal of this episode, like we've already discussed MD, is to, yes, mourn and be sad because that's natural. It'd be ridiculous to try and suppress that. But at the end of this, we, our goal is to also celebrate Kobe Bryant and what he's done, his lasting persona, his lasting impact on not just our lives, but the lives of everyone in this world, really. Like we've seen the, the worldwide ripple effect and how he's really had an effect everywhere in the world. So we're going to attempt to do our very best to pay tribute to the great Kobe Bryant. Um, But before going any further, I do want to just say that our thoughts and prayers are not just with the Bryant family. Obviously, there are numerous other families that are affected by this that aren't directly connected to the Bryants. We know that there is the pilot involved, obviously. There is um, the renowned, was it OCC coach? And yeah. his family, his wife, yeah. kid. Um, Being ha- from OC ourselves, it definitely, you know, we feel it as well. And to the community out in OC that lost loved ones, um, we're sorry for your loss. And we give our condolences as well and keep you in our prayers as well. Um, I think everyone, everyone felt the loss yesterday. Uh, you Both you and I were talking about it. Yesterday, on our way in today into the office, we were just, wow, how much of an impact it was felt around the world, not just here in Orange County in L.A., where I feel like it was definitely felt the most, but um, in Boston, in New Orleans, in Chicago, in Dallas, in the Philippines, in China, in uh, Paris with Neymar in Australia with Novak Djokovic and also the tennis player, I forgot his name, that faced against Nadal and wore the Kobe jersey out to his warm-ups. Um, we lost a hero. Um, a hero not just to L.A. but to the world for what he represented, um, his drive, his dream, his always pushing, always being your best no matter the cost, that kind of attitude. It was infectious hard to deal with sometimes but definitely infectious because at the end of the day you knew he was pushing you because he wanted the best from you and wanted the best for you um yeah yeah it's he he truly inspired all of us in some way shape or form if you followed the game of basketball to any degree whether you were a laker fan 
a casual fan of the league in general or even a polar opposite of a Lakers fan and a Celtics fan, Kobe Bryant had some sort of positive effect on your life because of the man's respect that he commanded. Right. I I listened to one interview where a journalist, I forget their name, otherwise I would credit them here, but they said not everyone adored Kobe Bryant, but everyone respected him. And that is so true. You know, yeah. it, whether or not you were rooting for him, you couldn't help but respect the drive, his work ethic, his ability to leave everything out there on the court and then beyond the game of basketball, leave everything just laid bare in anything that he set his hands to. Um, we've seen that he's proven to be successful beyond the game of basketball, and that's kind of what makes this even more difficult is his second career was really just getting started. He was right. only, what was it, like four years into retirement, and we'd seen what those four years had brought him. He released a book. He had he won an Oscar. Yeah. Um, like, the man was just getting started, and it's unfortunate that, that this happened. Um, but I guess just to kind of rewind a little bit and provide some background, I, I heard the news MD, um, at church on Sunday after service. Mm. Um, I was talking with some friends and another church member, another friend came running up to me. He's like, dude, 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 like, look at this. And he turns his phone screen to me and I read TMZ headline with the picture of Kobe's face like uh-huh. right in the middle and just says like sources say Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter crash in Calabasas and my immediate reaction like I think most of us was denial like, no way like there's absolutely no way that yeah. this is true like yeah. I was telling you MD like it seems like the most manufactured clickbait title possible Kobe Bryant dies in a helicopter crash it's just one of those things that you see scrolling that you're like there's no way that's actually true um but just to humor this guy that showed me this article in panic I was like let me look it up let me prove to you that there are no legit sources that are saying this outside of TMZ but sure enough there were a lot more sources talking about it, credible sources. There are a lot of people tweeting about it. Yeah, Woj. Then Woj dropped the worst of Woj, Woj bombs. bombs. Yeah. You know, that, that one was straight to the heart, straight to the gut, man. Um, but yeah, um, where where were you, MD, when, when you heard about it? Um, same. I was actually at church. My phone was blowing up. Um, I'm like, my phone, everyone that I know, on Sundays, it, one isn't awake early enough to tweet me or to text me, like, what's going on. Two is also at church if it's this early, so they're not texting me. So for my phone to go off, I eventually just looked at my brother's first, and he just texted me, dude, with the longest ellipses I have ever <laughs> seen. Shout out to Mark the Herald, by the way. He loves to text ellipses at the end of every sentence. He does. Um and I said, what? What happened? And then he said, Kobe. And then another long ellipses. And I said, what? What happened? Like, what? And then he just went dark and didn't respond. Um, I don't think he could type it, personally. I don't think yeah. he was able to kind of just say the words out loud. Um, so I had to, as soon as service was done, look that up, found out uh, the TMZ report. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it at all. Um 
was like, it's TMZ. It's not a credible source, you know. Half the time they're apologizing for saying whatever they're saying. Uh, and then eventually um, it was confirmed by Woj and other Forbes, Business, LA Times, KTLA, all of that. And I was in shock. Like, I kind of believe it still. I was like, this is fake. Like, he's going to turn up in some hospital or it's going to be like, I'm waiting. I'll wait till the afternoon. And it still hasn't, like, fully hit me that Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant, both of you and I's biggest heroes, um, the reason why I think both you and I play basketball, mm-hmm. to be honest, why we played pickup last Thursday with a couple of, do- like, with some friends, yeah, is because of Kobe Bryant. Um, and to see that guy tragically pass away along with his daughter, who, of all the girls, kind of like we alluded to, took after him most and wanted to chase the basketball dream. I mean, the whole reason he went back to games again was because Gigi wanted to go to games with him and yeah. they talk basketball. And oh man, it was just it was sad. Still sad. Uh, all the all the uh, tributes to him that we were seeing across the globe. Uh, I know you and I talked about all of them. Uh, my favorite, though, that sticks with me is, surprisingly from the Celtics, what one of the Celtics announcers said, and his quote um, was, I can't believe something to this effect. Um, can't believe Kobe Bryant could break our hearts twice. Wow. And that just, that really, that's when I was done yesterday. Like, I just, yesterday, my wife was so patient with me. Because I absolutely did nothing but lay in bed and watch Kobe tributes and just <laughs> watch all the Kobe news. And I couldn't get enough. Like, I was just, like, um, updating my Instagram, updating Reddit, updating all the news sources. Like, who else is coming up with tributes? How is everyone, like, saying something about Kobe? Like, I need more. I need more. I need to kind of fill this void of Kobe being gone with other people. Like, I need to identify with them. Like, help, you know? Help me mourn. That was my morning yesterday how i was able to mourn and still am um i think it's gonna hit even harder for us tuesday when the game is on yeah um i'm sure the tnt team because Shaq will be on tnt wow i don't even know if he can how he's gonna get through that game um the way the lakers organization handled it and genie and rob plink and all of them so pro i love that they didn't release anything didn't say anything they just went straight to vanessa kind of consoled her. I know Rob Palinka spent some time with Vanessa. Um, it's a classy organization, the way they handled it. Losing a hero, of course, they're not going to say anything. Let Vanessa and just kind of the close PR people and whatever say when they're ready to talk, whenever they're ready to talk. Same thing with LeBron. I love that LeBron just seeing him cry, um, feeling that pressure, I think, of not only did Kobe pass him, but just kind of like, all of Kobe's last social media was directly directed towards LeBron. Yeah. Wow, what a weight, you know, like here is kind of the torch passing to you, but legitimately like I'm not here to help you anymore and to guide you and to come and have your back. Yeah, that what you're alluding to made it even more eerie and just weird that Kobe was in the news a lot over the weekend because of the fact that LeBron had just passed him on the all-time scoring list. 
and everyone was tweeting about him. Um, he was tweeting out like congratulations to LeBron. And mm-hmm. like you said, it felt like this passing of the torch, like I'm no longer in the league anymore, but it's in good hands type of thing. Like it, right. it just felt like the stage was prematurely set for Kobe to exit and, and, exit and it this happened. Way. Yeah. And it was just very weird. So to, to see Kobe in the public eye for so long and then even during retirement to just all of a sudden climax over the weekend like he did, like where he was just everywhere on NBA news. And mm-hmm. then the very next morning for him to pass away, it just made it that much more difficult to believe that he truly did pass away because it was like, wait, I just saw him tweet something. I just saw him in person on the on the news, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. This can't be true. But It was crazy because I was talking to my parents about it um earlier today i was like i literally saw him a month ago at the lakers game he was like fine he was in that orange sweater vest hanging out dapped up lebron said hi to everyone yeah and then he was like later and we all screamed kobe and i was like oh man i can't wait till i go again to a game again and hopefully kobe's here didn't you go to two games and he was at both of the games i was blessed to get to see the kobe bean bryant in staples center twice this year and the last time i saw him on the 29th was the last time he would ever be in staples center who would ever thought the last time he attended a a lakers game wow that's special man that's really special i didn't even realize it until just now right like that was the last time he'll ever be in staples he'll step foot in staples center yeah that's just it's tragedy he's a special special guy and he influenced so many of us and um, I mean, let's, obviously it's, it's terrible and we're going to be mourning and hurting for a while just because of his impact. But I'd like to, to do our best to transition in this episode to continuing to talk about Kobe, but just talking about the, the positive impact that he had on us, just specifics, things that moments that he had that brought us joy and, and remembering him for the the amazing moments that he supplied us with because what happened on Sunday, the 26th of January, that's not the day that defines Kobe Bryant. It's the most recent day and it's the most shocking, but he's had 20 years of an NBA career and four years post NBA where he's defined himself to where I don't want that tragedy on January 26th to be what he's remembered by. So Agreed. let's just talk about, you know, some, some of the great moments that Kobe supplied for us for personally. Sure. Like, do it, you want to, let's talk about our, like each our top three Kobe moments. Sure. Do you, you, I can go first and then you go. Yeah, go ahead. So first number one doesn't have to be in order. Number one, 81 point game. Yeah. I'm sure that's up there. Of course it has to be amazing. Like I saw a tweet um the other day or yesterday how everyone was like the nba should make every team cancel their one of their games and this will be the season an 81 game season in memory of him oh wow that would be crazy i know there's been because of all the craziness there's been a lot like kobe should be the logo kobe like mm-hmm. i mean all the shot clock violations have yeah. been a tribute to him um team Giannis and team lebron should wear eight and one team should wear 24 mm-hmm. like all these and that's all great. 
but one of them was every, every team literally don't play one game and everyone plays 81 games. That would be amazing. That would be right. so cool. Um, but, yeah, the 81 points. I don't think we're ever going to see anyone score 81 for a while, a very, very long time. Um, I think people will get close. Devin Brooker, all of Devin Brooker with 70 like a few years back. But I think it's just so hard now in the NBA, especially because the NBA, everyone's – it's not so much of a volume shooter anymore and a volume scorer that's kind of looked down upon. It's more about taking efficient shots and moving the ball around and scoring as a team, which is good. It's very healthy, and it's a beautiful game. Um, less ISO, less just feed the ball to one guy. We'll still see, like, Clay take off, Curry take off, and have hot games, and Braun have hot games, but nothing like 81 points. Right. That was crazy. And how consistent it was because – so when I say 81 points, I also want to talk about the 62 points he scored against Dallas when he single-handedly outscored them. It was like he had 62 in the third, and then the uh, Dallas had, like, 60. 61. 61. That was crazy as well. Like, everyone talks about if Kobe finished that game, he might have had more than 81. Yeah. So to have that two games in the same year, oh, man. Like, that relentless drive. You and I talked about it, too. Just alone, I don't even know how many shots he took, but just taking 20, 25 shots is pretty tiring. Like, in a pickup game, it is. imagine shooting 20, 25 times. Everyone thinks they can do it, but it's like you're not taking 25 layups. Even 25 layups, driving all the way down and taking 25 layups is exhausting. Now, to be able to take that many shots and be that efficient and still shoot high 40s to 50s and win both of those games, that's Kobe. Legendary, man. That's Mamba. Mamba forever. And people forget, especially in the 81-point game, he had to take over in order for them to win. They were losing for most of that game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I think they were losing really big at one point. So he had like to turn it on. Almost 20, yeah. Because he gets a lot of flack for not passing the ball and, and whatnot. And there can be some legitimacy to that. But some of these teams, that his the teammates that are around him, didn't deserve to have the ball in the first place. So his options were pass it to Chucky Smush, Atkins yeah, or, or Smush, Smush Parker, Parker. Or Chris Mann. Or shoot the ball. And if you're losing the game or it's close, you're like, okay, forget passing. I'm I'm the best option here. Right. I'm going to take over. I talk to people about that all the time. Like when you're playing 2K, so you've played a basketball game, like when the game is on the line or when you're losing or when you need to get a bucket, like momentum's changing. Like when you're playing 2K, who do you give it to? Whoever's your best player on the team. Who, do you, who takes the most shots? Whoever's the best player on your team, whether they're double teamed or triple teamed. Like, I've definitely in 2K taken with LeBron or with KD, like, double teamed because I think KD's the best option still, you know? Like, it's it's not – it's different because, oh, it's it's just a game, a basketball video game compared to the actual game, and people get upset. But at the end of the day, I think this was a great reminder, too, that this is just a game. Basketball was just a game, and Kobe's impact off of it – and how he wanted everyone to strive for their best, not just in basketball, but in life, transcended the game. And those 81 points and 62 points show it. You know, they really speak to that. And that's awesome. I will never 
ever forget those moments. And I will make my children rewatch those games with me. It'll definitely be something I do. Uh, I already had T agree to it, so she understands. Yeah, 100%. Um, another moment for me, mm-hmm. game four of the 2006 playoffs when the Lakers were playing the Suns. Didn't he dunked on? He, well, I don't. Oh, the game winner? The game winner, oh, correct. Oh, man. I don't remember if that dunk on Nash was in the same game or not, but I do remember the play you're referring to where Elo dove on the floor for the loose ball, yeah. passes it to Kobe, who's cutting into the paint, and then just dunks all over Nash. <laughs> yeah, and then they become teammates like five years later. Right, right. Um, yeah, game four, 2006 playoffs. Um Kobe hits that incredible floater, which is a really weird angle that I think it was to, I don't know if it was to tie the game or to bring them within one, but it was, it was essentially to give, set the Lakers up for a real chance at winning the game if they were to get the ball back. Um, A jump ball is forced and Lo and behold, Kobe gets it with like five seconds left in OT. It's 98-97 Phoenix. And Kobe comes down the floor to the right side of the free throw line, essentially, pulls up a jumper and just nails it. Yeah. As as the buzzer expires yeah. in Staples Center, yeah. puts him up three games to one against the highly favored Phoenix Suns. And Kobe goes nuts. He's practically ripping off of his uh, ripping off his jersey flexing you know and i i distinctly remember this game because i remember being at my grandpa's house and i watched a lot of laker games at my grandpa's house because um, my parents didn't have cable growing up and so if i wanted to watch a laker game i would go to my grandpa's house and if it's the playoffs heck yeah i'm there no matter what and i just remember standing standing in front of the tv as this play was going down because I was like so anxious, nervous, excited. Like I, I couldn't sit down and watch it. So I'm standing like a foot away from the TV. And when Kobe made that shot, I just went nuts. And I, I just remember it like it was yesterday because this is 2006. So I'm like a a freshman in, in high school. Like I'm finishing my freshman year and just a baby man. But it just, those moments like that where I just, I'll never forget. And that Mamba mentality, never giving up against a, an opponent that most people think is going to win them easily. But Kobe would always give you a fight, man. He yeah. does not go down easily whatsoever. So that ranks up there for me as well. For sure. Speaking of Kobe not going down easily, a uh, top moment for me was when he shot those free throws after he tore his Achilles. Absolutely. Never so like... Kobe was known as an Iron Man, right? Like, the talk was always like, Father Time's going to catch up with him. Like, it's, it's going to slow down eventually, but he always would just change his game. He wouldn't have as many dunks. He wouldn't dunk anymore. I started noticing that in his game that season. He would take more layups when he had the open shot when possible. He really turned into a, this amazing finesse player. Every once in a while, he'd have, like, a crazy dunk, like against Brooklyn over Chris Humphreys and, you know, uh, Gerald Henderson and yeah. all of them. Um, but he kind of just kind of laid low now and was like, I don't have that many dunks left. And he got played a lot 
Um, and then eventually his body broke down, like his Achilles was torn, uh, ruptured. And after that, though, like seeing him going down, because we've seen him get hurt before. Like there are so many games you and I have watched where he gets hurt. Okay, he goes back or he gets up, plays off of it, like his fingers were messed up, whatever. He still will just change to his left hand or change back to his right hand. It doesn't matter. But, like, you saw the seriousness of this because he was down and he couldn't get up and he needed help getting up and getting to the bench. And he needed to still take those two free throws. Yeah, they were down two points. Yeah. Mm. And for him to get back and to tie the game, to hit both those free throws on a torn Achilles, like, speaks to just you know his perseverance, who he was. And then I remember the next day the huge Nike article that came out, the huge ad in all the newspapers and everywhere that came out. And, oh, man, like, we believe he could do it. He was never the same after, for sure, never the same player. Definitely became inefficient, crazy shots. Just couldn't do what he used to be able to do. But still, the fight he had in that moment to finish what he started and finish that play before leaving and going to get surgery. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I love that moment. I <clears throat> I don't know if you were, you were with me when I was watching the game, but I remember being at CJ's house. Um, mm. But, yeah, I remember being there and CJ being the, the medical expert that he is. I think he, he, knew, he knew right away. He's like, it's an Achilles injury. Yeah. And he was right. And I remember seeing the, the post-game interview and Kobe's in tears because he realizes the severity of the injury and he was 34 years old at the time and what that meant for his career. A lot of people thought that that could be it, that he should legitimately weigh the option of retirement. Mm -hmm. But Kobe being Kobe, he pushed himself. He went through rehab and came back and still was able to have some incredible performances after that but you're right he wasn't the same afterwards but just the fact that after tearing his achilles tendon to go to step up to the free throw line instead of just subbing himself out like most people would choose to do he's like no we're down two i'm taking both of these free throws yeah i'm gonna make them and he made both of them yeah like that's so kobe man that's so kobe yeah um my favorite kobe moment hmm hands down his final game the 60 point game yeah i am total agreement with you it just i didn't have high expectations for it like all i'll admit like because he wasn't an efficient scorer that season it was it was painful to watch some of the games because you realize that yeah he's he's done you know like he could he stretch it out longer sure but it's not pretty and you kind of don't want him to because it just taints the The legacy the the image but this guy went out and dropped 60 points in his final game in the nba 60 On, on utah on a playoff contending team at that time they yeah they didn't utah didn't make the playoffs that year because they but lost that game. Was it because of that game? Yeah, I think they were in playoff contention for that because of that game. If they won that game. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, still, so against a quality team, nonetheless, yeah. 
and Kobe dropped 60. Like, players don't even sniff 60 in their entire career when they're in their prime. Yeah. And this guy dropped 60 points in his final NBA game. Yeah. In his mid-30s, you know? What was it, 36 when he retired? Yeah, on, like, a half-broken body. Yeah. I think everyone forgets, too, like, his Achilles was the one that ended it, but before that, remember his knees? He didn't have any, like... He had to get that knee platelet surgery right. to get his knees back into normal, which is the whole reason why he had to get his why his Achilles ruptured because it was taking more pressure than it could handle because of his knees, because of all the wear and tear and all the injuries over time. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Like this half torn, wrecked guy that has like knee platelet stuff in his knees has a re put together ruptured Achilles has messed up fingers, torn rotator cuffs, uh, has had a bloody eye and broken so many things and literally left his body out and soul on the floor, score 60 points in their final game. I don't think there is going to be another final game like that. No, definitely not. Come yeah. on. Like how could there, and it was just such, such a movie cinema type of moment and that's that's kobe for you man he loves storytelling he loves creating the theatric and he was able to manifest that into his final game like staples was going nuts the the lakers were down i think by like double digits with a couple minutes left it was like two and a half minutes they're down 10 and i remember watching it and thinking to myself it's cool that it's amazing that Kobe's scoring as many points as he is, but it kind of sucks at the, to know that he'll score all these points and lose his final game yeah. at home in Staples Center. And I was kind of coming to terms with it. And then Kobe just goes on this run, man, where he just starts hitting every single shot, tough layups, mid-range, threes. To hit to hit three-pointers at 36 years old in the fourth quarter of your final NBA yeah. game after putting up already 40-something shots at that time, like, that's all heart, man. Like, your body's telling you to please stop. Like, I'm not young enough to do this still. And he pulled off the comeback, and everyone's on their feet celebrating because he just hit 60 with two free throws. You see Jay-Z reacting. Yeah, Jay-Z like, and Beyonce are at the game. Everyone's going crazy. Jack Nicholson's at the game. Yeah. And it was just legendary, man. If people ask me sometimes, like, if you could go to any Laker game in history, you could go to one of the finals games. You could go to the 81 point game. I choose, I would choose the 60 point game because it, it just, you're, you're able to have all those memories of those great games in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. And then to see Kobe push through one final time where he's dog tired, anyone else would have kind of just throw it in the towel and be like, right. you know, we're going we'll to lose this game. That's fine. I think Julius Randle and Larry Nance had to help him off the court at the end. Yeah. He was like, yeah. Yeah. At the end of that game, all he got all the young kids together to like hug them all, dude. Yeah. He puts, he, he wraps his arm around all of them and just brings them on. I think there's like three of them. And yeah. in addition to Kobe, he's just hugging them, embracing them. He's tired, but he, he loved him, man. Like he's like, thank you for, helping me achieve this moment in this game because they, yeah. they were setting them up, man. They were setting screens, some of them illegal, but whatever. Yeah. Julius <laughs> Randall had so many illegal screens in that game. Thank you, refs, for not calling that. Yes, no that kidding. Was awesome. 
Shout out. Thank you, Gordon Hayward, for <clears throat> stepping over for the lane violation to make sure Kobe hit 60. Yep. Like, I don't think that isn't remembered for sure. I, I think every Laker fan remembers that, um, which is why I feel like Kobe, when what happened to Gordon, like, reached out to him and sent that long text and that long comment to him on on Facebook or on Instagram when he, that happened. Uh, but, yeah. Those are some great moments, some awesome moments of how we'll always remember Kobe and who he is, how he persevered, the legacy he left for both you and I and for everyone around the world, which is why everyone around the world is mourning so much today and so much through this week. Um, I definitely feel like a lot of tributes will be coming, especially in the next sporting events. The Laker game, I'm pretty sure today's games, I wouldn't be surprised if more people do some more 24 second violations Definitely. for people that like for teams that haven't done it already you know um i'm sure at the super bowl there might be something um and then tuesday's game will be a huge 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 reveal um i've been thankful that like yes like i mentioned to you like lebron's been quiet but we'll see a lot of emotion come out and mm-hmm. um yeah uh, i know the pressure's there even more so now um, I was on the Lakers Reddit, and so many fans um, have kind of fans from other teams are like LeBron, AD, Caruso. This year, you guys have to win the championship for Kobe. Yeah, I've seen that like, too. Yeah, it's everywhere, and it's not just Laker fans; it's it's everyone. Yeah, you know. So um, if it happens, it happens. I know with all this pressure on them. They get a mama mentality and take a, a lesson, Kobe, and rise above it. Like Kobe loved the pressure; he reveled in it. He looked for it, and I know he's left that legacy for LeBron and for the Lakers. And I, I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to step up this year and that this is going to propel them forward, our team forward, um, even more to do right by him. I think that's the best thing moving forward we as Laker fans can do and we as the NBA and as people can do is do right by someone that left an impact on your heart, on your mind, on your soul by giving your all because that's what Kobe wanted from everyone to do their best, to find their passion and to love the grind of whatever they were doing. Definitely. That's well said, man. That's the way we carry on Kobe's legacy like he he modeled that to us and the best way to remember him isn't by simple sentimental posts on Instagram or Twitter, Reddit or or whatever. It's by continuing to embody that drive and work ethic that he modeled to all of us, you know? Agreed. Whether that's getting through grad school, whether that's yeah. pushing through an a second job so that you can provide for your family whether that's being the best father that you possibly can be even when you're tired after getting home late from work, whatever it is that requires you to push through not feeling like doing something, you do it anyways. And that's that mom mentality that, that we all love so much because you can connect it to everything beyond basketball. Yeah. And, you know, I, I hope that that's something that I can, continue to to embody in my life as well because yeah the 
like that's that's an awesome way to honor him and i know that um every, all laker fans are, are in agreement on that so yeah i just yeah i love the dude i'm thankful for what he gave us and um he's a legend man and it sucks to see him go out at this age but um it's it's almost kind of heightens his legendary status in a way like we're never going to see kobe be old like he's yeah. always going to be in in the healthy strong state alert active successful we're never going to know him yeah. as this tired Decrepid, old sick man you yeah. know yeah um and you know i i wish that we could see him live a much longer life especially gianna and and yeah. the others on board the plane as well but um there is something that just kind of that's special about that as well like kobe just having that legendary status to where he's just he's just immortalized like at such an early age that it's like of course he is you know yeah of course kobe is <laughs> yeah. like we you couldn't expect anything less right right like, how could you expect anything else um is there anything that you like because you talked about like tributes the the league is doing in some of the games or maybe some that are speculated that the league may or may not do some of the crazy ones like a logo change or retiring kobe's is there anything that you personally would want to see happen more than others i'm going to be the most selfish laker fan ever in the entire world right now and say i want all of them like one thing that really hit me hard yesterday as well wasn't just the Celtics thing, but was Mark Cuban officially retiring the Mavericks number 24 in honor. Like yeah. I would love to have around the league just number 24 retired. I like, and I don't think anyone would be upset with that. Like Norman Powell, uh, number 24 on Toronto Raptors, like I'll change my number easily. Please sure. retire it. You know, like it's the people who are wearing it are most likely wearing it because of Kobe. of Kobe. And, they would gladly PG wore 24 for a while. And I'm sure there isn't an organization NBA family that wouldn't mind retiring number 24 for him in honor of him, especially what happened with the tragedy. Um, the logo change, of course, that would be amazing. And I know the logo Jerry West would not mind. Jerry West's interview yesterday called him a son. And it makes sense. Jerry West made heaven and earth move so that Kobe could be a Laker. And yeah. they've always had a great relationship. Mm -hmm. And Jerry West, I'm sure, is feeling the pain just like everyone else because he's a Laker legend. Um, having Kobe be on the logo would be amazing. And then the last one of having everyone play only 81 games as a shout out, as a kind of like a nod to Kobe's 81 points would be amazing. Have every team play 81 games. But. I'd want all three. The more Kobe, the better in my life. I definitely won't. From moving forward, I can definitely never have enough Mamba. So, Yeah, I like that. Um, I would definitely like to see the league, you know, I think they're going to do this for sure, but like definitely get some sort of um, embroidered logo on oh, the jerseys for the rest sure. of the year. Everyone just has the Kobe logo. Yeah, whether, cool. whether it's the Kobe logo, the the two four kb something that yeah. needs to be on every single jersey the rest of the season yeah i wouldn't um, be surprised if like kobe like the picture of kobe and john is up on every stadium the rest of the year right yeah yeah i would like yeah i think kobe's number alongside like 
Gianna's number, yeah. number two. That would be that would be special. Um, and then in, in addition to that, because that's kind of some low-hanging fruit that's very simple, but something a little bit more intense, I guess, that I would like to see the league do is... So I like the idea of maybe not completely retiring the number. Um, I And I actually got this idea from someone's comment on Instagram. They said, what about instead of retiring the number, allow players to still utilize the number, therefore allowing epic performances to still happen with that number on their back and mm. by extension kind of continuing his legacy in that way. And then once a year, every single team wears the same number every player wears the same number very similar to jackie robinson day in baseball where it's just it's immortalized and players can still use it right but it's it's immortalized where like there's a day where everyone wears it and jackie robinson is 42 the number 42 man like it's still like this revered number and by people wearing it, it's not um you know lessening it by any way you know so I kind of lean a little bit more towards that. I thought that was a very unique take on it. That is a great take. I would actually enjoy that. Kind of have like some kind of nod to him where everyone wears 24. Yeah. Or like All-Star Game. East is permanently 8 this year. 24 is permanently the West. or And then they flip-flop every year or something. That would mm-hmm. be amazing. Yeah, I think this, this year's All-Star Game, you can pretty much lock that in already that it's going to be 24 and 8 on both sides i think one team Giannis or team lebron's 24 and then the opposite is number eight i mean i i can't imagine that not being the case to be honest yeah same um dude i'm just checking like nba reddit right now and it's still flooding in all the stuff like a rod stuff is coming in i didn't even read the ai statement this morning i saw t mac on espn this morning like i richard jefferson like i was like i can't keep listening to all this but one of the biggest quotes i think that hurt like not hurt me but like really molded my soul was um dwight howard's quote yeah lebron passed him up how he's like he talked about we need to appreciate people while they're alive more now and then Kobe literally dies the next day. But it's such a it's a great quote. And then his post on Instagram too, his it starts with sometimes brothers fight. And I was like, that's so true. Yeah. Like Kobe at the end of the day was like, All right, Dwight finally got it. Like we're good. He's playing well. Keep killing it. And Dwight was gonna ask him to be in the all star. I have no doubt in my mind Kobe would have done something. Maybe not be dunked on. I don't think he'd be dunked on, but I think they could get something going, and Kobe would definitely support Dwight. Um, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, it stinks that we, we won't be able to see that. but It stinks that we won't be able to see his Hall of Fame speech. Yeah, Do you man. see like 26 days away from the first ballots coming in, and he for sure would have been a first ballot. Oh, 100%. I, it's crazy because my dad and I had already made plans on going to Massachusetts to see it. No Like I, I had looked up the date that tickets went on sale. We looked at the date that the enshrinement weekend takes place in Springfield, Massachusetts. We were going and we, we may still go. Um, I have a feeling tickets are going to skyrocket now just yeah. because of Kobe passing and it's going to be a little bit more, it's going to be a lot more special now. I looked up tickets to the game on Tuesday. Like that was the first thing I did yeah. on 
um, Sunday while we were like driving away from church, tickets skyrocketed to five thousand dollars for nosebleeds. Jeez, man. Five thousand one hundred twenty-six for a pair of tickets. Yeah, I'm not surprised though. Yeah, I mean that's because, like you said earlier, that's gonna be when the Lakers organization finally says something. They're gonna recognize yeah. Kobe. Like yeah. that's the day when it's the freshest and it's gonna be the most moving. And that's that's an event like the sixty-point game where you're not going to be able to describe it if you weren't there, you know? Yeah. I wish I had that kind of money to be there, but so I don't. But it's going to be amazing. This just in, ticket prices have risen five times for tomorrow's Lakers-Clippers game since Kobe Bryant passed. StubHub has decided to donate all their money it makes from the game to the Kobe and Vanessa Bryant Family Foundation. Wow. Class act. Very classy. I love that, man. Yeah. I really love that. That's oh. amazing. Well, <laughs> words words fail, man. Words really fail. It's if you're listening to this, you're likely a Laker fan, and you you understand that it, you just can't put it into words. Like that feeling that's in in the pit of your stomach, where it just it's almost physical pain. It feels like you're sick, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's like an empty stomach, sick, knotted feeling. And then you your might your mind might wander for a little while, you're distracted at work or doing something else at home, and then your mind comes back to the realization that Kobe Bryant, Gianna, and seven others are no longer with us. And it just it's a cycle that continues to happen. But I mean, and let's celebrate their life, man, like we like we just did for a little while with barely even scratching the tiniest of the surface on their lives. Um, I mean, we love them. We appreciate what they were able to accomplish while they were here on this earth. And um, I mean, Kobe, your legacy lives on forever, dude. And right. I'm thankful for all you did and um, look forward, forward to continuing your legacy. And I don't know if you have any fi- final thoughts, MD. Um, Nothing final. Just want to let everyone know if you're listening. Um, on Mom Day, eight twenty four August twenty fourth, Ryan and I have decided that we will commemorate the Mamba. Probably every year we have this podcast on eight twenty four. We're going to post a special pod Kobe podcast, um, and we're reaching out to you guys, our listeners, now and letting you guys know that we'd love to hear from you. So the, on that podcast that day. We are planning to either uh, read some favorite stories of yours about Kobe, um, have you on the podcast, you recording your voice, reading uh, your favorite story about Kobe, your favorite memory about Kobe, but please send them in to us, um, whether that's through email or record it and email it to us, three in the key pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, it's a great way to kind of release and understand and help cope with everything that's going on and to help uh, commemorate and remember him the way that he's supposed to be remembered. So if you guys have any of your favorite Kobe stories, memories, times, how it's affected you, please write into us. Uh, we'd love to read those. Ryan and I, it would, it would brighten our day and it would definitely uh, help us remember how great this man was. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll get every single one of your moments in there. For those of you who do choose to write in or contact us in any way, 
Again, the email three in the key pod at gmail.com. Um, or you can find us on Instagram at three in the key pod. Um, yeah, just reach out. We'll, we'll make sure that your, your story, your moments heard, um, whatever you want, or if it's just kind words about Kobe too, we can make sure that that, that gets in there as well. Um, so with that, we'll, we'll wrap this episode. Um, do you want to do our predictions for the next games? We still have a Popeye's chicken sandwich left on the line. We do. Let's not. Yeah. We'll we'll do it. Uh, we'll do it amongst ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it between us. Um, um, yeah. To end this, do you mind if I read "Dear Basketball" by Kobe Bryant? Please, man. Fitting end. <laughs> Dear Basketball, from the moment I started rolling my dad's tube socks and shooting imaginary game-winning shots in the Great Western Forum, I knew one thing was real. I fell in love with you. A love so deep, I gave you my all, from my mind and body to my spirit and soul. As a six-year-old boy, deeply in love with you, I never saw the end of the tunnel. I only saw myself running out of one. And so I ran. I ran up and down every court after every loose ball for you. You asked for my hustle. I gave you my heart because it came with so much more. I played through the sweat and hurt, not because challenge called me, but because you called me. I did everything for you because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as you've made me feel. You gave a six-year-old boy his Laker dream, and I'll always love you for it, but I can't love you obsessively for much longer. The season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding, my mind can handle the grind, but my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay. I'm ready to let you go. I want you to know now so we both can savor every moment we have left together, the good and the bad. We have given each other all that we have, and we both know no matter what I do next, I'll always be that kid with the rolled up socks, garbage can in the corner, five seconds on the clock, ball in my hands, five, four, three, two, one. Love you always, Kobe.